This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. You're listening to your terrible podcast. A podcast. You are listening to your podcast. That to your. You are listening to the Tableau podcast. Welcome back to the Tableau podcast. Today, I am not at the studio. If you're watching this in video form, you will notice that I'm in an unfamiliar setting, at least to you. Uh, For me, it is the most familiar setting because this is one of my rooms uh, at home. The reason why I'm recording today's episode from home is because many of you are also stuck at home. Because of the global situation, many schools have closed down. Uh, Many companies are advising their employees to work from home. And that means a lot of you are stuck at home and don't know how much longer you have to be at home. I read somewhere that, uh, strangely enough, working from home, you get a lot more work done a lot faster. Uh, This is, it seems very counter in counterintuitive because you know you would assume that if you're working from home things will take much longer right because you have all these distractions you have like netflix you have you know a playstation 4 you have family you have phone calls you have texts you have social media but some people apparently find it much easier to work from home um and they're getting their work done way faster than they used to um, if they were doing the same work at work. Uh, Maybe because you don't have like your evil boss, like, you know, staring, staring at you from across the room and you don't have like coworkers interrupting. You don't have, uh, you know, you don't have somebody from the other floor, like, striking up a conversation with you every time you try to get coffee or get water from the water cooler. Um, Maybe that's why. I don't know. But I have read accounts of people saying that it's much easier to get work done at home. And that means there is also a lot more free time. And what do you do with this time? Uh, We have to all try to Um, partake in this social distancing thing until, um, you know, the global situation gets much better. Uh, And first of all, I hope everyone is safe and healthy. We did a coronavirus episode a few episodes ago. Um, At the time, we prayed and prayed that things wouldn't get any worse. And at at the time, you know, it was was still manageable. Uh, But Unfortunately, things have gotten much worse, and that is why some of you are at home. And and I, I just want to be able to help you guys cope with the time 
that you have to spend at home. Okay, because some people, uh, believe it or not, don't like to be home. Uh, they like to go out. They like to, you know, roam around. They like to go see things, and they have never spent this much time at home. And I have some things that I I can suggest to you that I can recommend to you uh, that'll make that time much more bearable. But before we do that. There have been so many uh, submissions on Discord and also DMs uh, to our Instagram account at the Tableau Podcast uh, that for one reason, not not one reason, but for some reason, uh, we have not been paying enough attention to. So today I'm going to I'm going to look at some of those before I start talking about uh, how I'm going to help you. Deal with your free time at home. Okay. Uh, Christina Chang uh, sent a DM to our Instagram account. College decisions are coming out. I've already got into two schools, but I've also been rejected by two other schools that I like quite a bit. I feel really disappointed and negative about my other college application decisions. What is your advice for dealing with the rejection? Uh, I know college isn't everything, but I still feel incredibly disappointed is what Christina uh, sent in. Mm, I I don't know if this is the same thing, but uh, I've dealt with many, 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 many rejections. Uh, Way more rejections than acceptances. And I don't mean like college, I mean like in life in general. For example, when Epic High was uh, first starting, you know, well, whatever our career was back then, like when we were first becoming a group, uh, so we finished our album, like we had an album done and uh, we needed to shop it around to labels. And at the time, like, we didn't have, like, SoundCloud and, you know, much of everything we have on on the internet now. So you needed a label to put an album out. And literally almost, not almost, every single label that we met rejected us. And uh, these rejections were not kind. Uh, they were not, they were not, like... Yeah, they just were not very decent. Um, some label heads, like, to our faces, uh, were like, you guys are unmarketable. Uh, because you're not, you're not good looking enough. Uh, they didn't say that, like I just said it. They said, like, you guys are weird looking. Um <clears throat> Well, I'm not going to like, I'm not going to say that we're not. We are certainly not like, like if you imagine K-pop, we're, we're not like the typical K-pop faces, right? Um, but to our, to, to our face, like you're ugly. Anyways, another label was like, your music is way too difficult. It's, it's not commercial enough. Um, you lack that thing that you know that people love 
Um, anyways, you know, people were just saying like left and right that they didn't want to put our album out. And uh, it was not easy. You know, like college rejections, you don't get like a phone call or like a letter or or like a thing where they're like, you're not accepted because you're ugly. <laughs> they're not going to say, you're not accepted to our college. Your application has been rejected because, um, because we, we, you're unsellable. <laughs> like you're, you're, you're just not good enough or you suck. You know, no, one, no college, hopefully, will ever do that. But the rejections Epikai got at the beginning of our career, it, it, was, it was pretty hardcore. Like, they were just right in our face. Um, and after every single label rejected us, uh, I think, like, almost a year passed. And we, we were at a point where we were about to give up. Like, we're never going to get this album out. You know, maybe maybe they were right. Maybe we are just too ugly or, you know, maybe we are just unmarketable. Uh, and we were about to give up and I got a phone call and I ended up at the label that I ended up at. Which was great because the label I ended up at was very small at the time. Uh, it was just starting. And... Uh, that allowed us a lot of artistic freedom, and Epic High wouldn't have developed uh, into the group that it is without, you know, without that situation. So, in a way, all those rejections um, led us into the one acceptance that we needed. Um, I don't know if this helps you, but if you when you look back. Uh, all that matters is who accepted you. And Christina, I did an entire episode about this. Uh, if you look at our past episodes, I have something called like SATs are effed up or something. And that whole thing is about college rejections and acceptances. So you should check that out. But I said it then and I'll say it again. You can only go to one college. You, you know, like... If you apply to 20 different schools and they all accept you, that's great. But you can only go to one of them. So at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter how many people accept you or reject you. Like you will not remember once you're in the college that you're supposed to be at or that you end up at. Um, and af certainly after four years of college or after how many years of college um, and you begin living your life, you're not going to really remember like who accepted or rejected you and and if you do that's a problem like you shouldn't care um so christina first of all like congratulations on the schools that you got accepted to like you should be congratulating yourself for that like you did a great job don't think about the rejections they don't matter you won't go there you can only go to one school so fighting uh, Poet Baker sent us a DM and Poet Baker says, uh, asks, can Tableau explain his reason or meaning behind his tattoos? Oh, okay. Well, I have a few tattoos. Um, I have something on my, like on the back of my right arm, uh, which is like in Haru's handwriting, 
And it, it was done when she was like two or something. So like I had a message that I wanted her to write and she wrote it and it was, it, it's very strange looking. Um, because her, her handwriting hasn't developed, hadn't developed at the time. So it's not the same handwriting as like what she has now, but, um, it says one day you will, which is a, which is a message that I, you know, that I wanted, um, that I wanted like forever. Uh, so, and also there's, there's this, there's a drawing of a box, like a box turned over. Uh, right above it and a lot of people have seen it like in pictures or like on when I'm on stage and they're like dude why does Tableau have a, a tattoo of a box um that's pretty weird well it's not just any box it's a box from uh a comic series like a cartoon series um called Calvin and Hobbes Okay, so Calvin and Hobbes is this is this uh, cartoon book um, where there, the main character is this kid named Calvin who's got like this incredible imagination, and uh, you know he he's like he's alone a lot because his parents are working, and uh, he has a, a stuffed animal like a stuffed tiger that comes to life whenever adults aren't around and uh or whenever other humans aren't around and this is all in his mind but like in the in the book itself it's almost as if like it's for real so Hobbes is the uh tiger that comes to life and they're best friends and uh when I was a kid like I, I think I identified with Calvin a lot because uh, we had just gone overseas and uh, I think these books were bought so that I would learn English, I guess, or that I would start reading in English. And um, like Calvin, I was alone a lot. Uh, my parents had to, they both had to work like crazy uh, to support us. I had a much older brother and sister um, and and they you know, we're preparing for college and stuff. So my parents had to pay a lot of attention to them. And I just basically, you know, had to figure things out on my own a lot. Right. And I, I was alone a lot and I was very lonely at times. And I got really drawn into the Calvin and Hobbes books. And, um, because I saw a lot of myself in Calvin, um, like it, it, it meant a lot. It meant a lot to me, um, the stories that were in there. Like, I think, I think whatever personality I have, uh, at least a small portion of it came from what I felt when I read those books. And back to the box. Okay, so the box appears frequently. Uh, within the comic and um, so what Calvin does is one day he's like playing with his you know tiger and they're like bored so Calvin like takes this box and then he writes transmogrifier on it and 
Now he can go inside the box and then he can turn him, his, himself into anything he wants. Like a frog, like an alien. Um, and when he steps out of the box, he, he's, he's this whole new thing. And of course, this is in his imagination, right? But um, that box to me was like, oh, I, you know, I wish I had something like that. I wish something like that was real because because um, I also had a very low self-esteem. And I was like, if that thing really existed, I could become anything that, you know, anything that I want to be. And also Calvin takes the box and if he, you know, puts it in another direction, it turns into like a time machine. So anyways, you guys got to read Calvin and Hobbes. It's like the best. Uh, that's why I have uh, the box. I, I think it's it's a reminder of like my childhood. And also it, it, it tells me that I can still become whatever um, I choose to be, uh, whatever I'd like to be. Anyways, that's the meaning behind it. I have other tattoos, but um, they're all they're all personal, and they 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 all look like doodles. I think uh, I, I'm not the type that will get like a humongous like you know like dragon biting into like a lion's head. Anyways, uh, there's a submission. There's a submission on Discord. Okay. Uh, hey, Tableau. This is from Case Facer. Hey, Tableau. I'm a music teacher for middle schoolers where I teach choir. I noticed that a lot of them have very low self-esteem, especially the guys, when it comes to singing. And I'm always at a loss of what I can do or say to encourage them. I wanted to know if you had any words of encouragement or pieces of advice you could share or an anecdote about you when it comes to singing on your tracks. It was it? Haru? Hey, Haru. Okay. I, like I said, I'm at home. So, uh, Haru, do you need anything? Okay. By the way, um, the video I'm shooting today, uh, is with Haru's iPad and she, so we don't have a tripod and Haru set it up for me on top of uh, her Marimo collection. And she made this incredible apparatus, basically like her version of a tripod. I'll put a picture of it like up somewhere so you guys can see it. It's awesome. So today's episode is all possible because of Haru. Anyways, uh, Case Facer wants to know, she's a music teacher. He's a, she or he, I don't know, uh, is a music teacher and wants to figure out how to give the kids with low self-esteem, um, you know, more encouragement. I think the important thing, like, okay, so I still, I still have stage fright. Uh, I've done, you know. I don't know how many shows in my life. Probably some crazy number. Uh, you would think that I'm I'm not nervous anymore, but I am. Before every single set, every single show I've I ever do, uh, and it'll probably be like that for the rest of my life. Like that's just 
you know, I have a low self-esteem as well. So before I step on stage, I'm really, really nervous. And especially when I'm performing like new songs, I'm so worried that I'm going to forget the lyrics or I'm going to do something, you know, something stupid. Um, but once I get out there uh, and, and like I start the song, um, somewhere in the middle of the song, I, I'm okay because the energy that the crowd gives me and um, it, it reminds me right away like why I love what I do because because of the crowd because of the audience because of the fans and but it's not easy especially in like a school choir um to to realize that right to to be in a setting where like you can get that kind of feedback um i think one one thing though is that uh if you enjoy if you are really into whatever you're singing um it makes it a lot easier. So one thing I would suggest to music teachers everywhere, like in for like elementary school or middle school or whatever, um, you know, don't just choose any song from the curriculum and like make everyone sing it, right? Try to figure out what the kids are into like what kind of musicians and what kind of songs they're into at the moment. And uh, if you do that song, they'll be way more into it uh, than if you're doing like some song from like, you know, some like cheesy song, honestly. Um, And I know some schools are, you know, they're reluctant to, to, do pop music or like do any music that's like now uh, because they think maybe it's not appropriate. Well, find something that is, but at least something that kids are into. Because even if you have like stage fright, even if you're nervous, there is still a much higher chance that the kid or the kids in question will enjoy doing what they do if the content is something that they're into. For example, um, like, you know, how do really likes uh, Billie Eilish, right? She loves almost every song by Billie Eilish. And I'm sure that she'll enjoy singing that way more than um, some song that she's not really into, right? I don't know if that helps. Okay, so today I said at the beginning that I'm going to talk about or I'm going to recommend um, some things that'll help you cope with the uh, amount of time that you are spending at home. Uh, Okay, so I collected some things that I think you should binge on so that you don't binge eat. Okay, if you spend a lot of time at home, junk food, you will end up eating a lot of junk food. That's just the way it is. Believe, believe me, because I know. Uh, I've had a lot of junk food recently uh, because I'm home and like, you know, I'll be working on some songs, but then I'll have free time and I'll just start like, you know, start going through like eight potato chip bags. Um, 
So what I'm saying is like if when you're home a lot, you end up like binge eating and you know, we none of us want to binge eat. So or binge drink. So I'm going to recommend things you can binge on if you're spending a lot of time at home. First, things you can binge watch. There's a there's a show that I want to recommend. Uh if you guys have Netflix, uh you do you? Okay, if you if you don't have Netflix, there's a previous episode of the Tableau podcast that uh kind of tells you how to get Netflix. So maybe listen to that for tips. But get a friend uh to like give you his account for a day or something. Watch uh this show called Explained. Uh it's by Vox. So explained is Vox. I don't know if you're familiar with it. They had like this YouTube site. They still do, but like um, they're like a media company. And on YouTube, they had these bite-sized videos that explain things uh, that you might be interested in or that maybe you should know. Um, and what they're good at is they take something that's very complicated and they uh, explain it to you in a very interesting and entertaining way and this explained show on netflix is like a bigger version of that right so i think they have like multiple seasons now but um so they'll tackle things from like cryptocurrency to like dna to um the environment to um to like pandemics which is very timely uh they also had an episode about K-pop. And this is maybe the episode you should start with because the thumbnail is Epic High. Yes, we were on that episode. Uh, we appeared, we did like an interview and I explained um K-pop, like the history of it. Uh and I actually I think I make like a comparison between like idol groups and like like the Avengers because you know it's me everything comes back to Marvel anyways um I am very 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 like into very much into um entertaining things that 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 educate you as well because you don't feel as guilty (laughs) after binging on it for like Three days straight. So Vox Explained is the perfect thing to binge on if you want to be able to like binge watch for days and not feel guilty. Also, Kingdom Season 2 is out. So watch that. Um, Korean period drama plus zombies. Enough said. Okay. And also some movies that I want to recommend to you. Uh, Have you seen Uncut Gems? Okay. You have to see this movie. Uh, it's it's starring Adam Sandler, and it is. I don't even know how to explain it. Adam Sandler is like this, uh, like jeweler in, um, in New York. And I, I really can't explain it. It's just like all I can say is like it's like being in a roller coaster where like the drop never stops. Uh, it's, it's a film directed by, I think the Safdie brothers and they are, 
exceptional at what they do. And they have, they have their own way of filmmaking um, because it, it, their previous film is called Good Time and it's with Robert Pattison and um, Patter, Pattison, Patterson, the, the Twilight, like the guy who's been casted for Batman. Anyways, uh, Good Time and Uncut Gems, you should watch these uh, films if you're really into like adrenaline films. Um, because it is, it, like I said, it's like a roller coaster where the drop is just never ending until it ends. Um, watch it. Okay. Now I'm about to uh, recommend things you can binge read. I don't think I've ever recommended books on my podcast because uh, I don't know. I shouldn't feel that way at all, but like recommending books um, seems like makes me feel like, like, you know, like I'm being pretentious, which is ridiculous, right? Like why, why is it that you can recommend songs and you can recommend, recommend like TV shows and films and not feel any way about it. But whenever like you recommend books, it's like someone's always like, oh, you're recommending books. Anyways, okay, so I'm going to recommend some short story collections that I love. The reason why I'm recommending short story collections is because we're living in 2020 where like frequent interruptions and uh, where you have to take frequent breaks from what, what you're doing, right? Uh, it's really hard to sit down and get through an entire novel without without having to take a break. And um, I really don't like reading books that way. Uh, like if I'm reading a novel and then I have to stop for a few days and then I get back to it, I, I, can't, I have a difficult time getting back into it. So I like short story collections um, because they're fairly bite-sized and um, you can take breaks between it. So uh, I'm going to recommend two books. One is by Adam Johnson, and it's called Fortune Smiles. Uh, Adam Johnson, I don't know anything about this writer. Uh, all I know is that he's, uh, he's a kick-ass writer. Um, his short stories are like absurd and heartbreaking at times and heartwarming at times. And there's one story that I like a lot um, called Nirvana in this co collection. And it's this... Uh, I don't know how to explain it. It's like sort of sci-fi, but not. Um, uh, you guys got to see it. Uh, you guys got to read it. And then there's a short story collection called Dangerous Laughter by Stephen Milhauser. And this is a short story collection that I read way back and I love it. Uh, there's one story in particular that, you know, I think that that was published in like the New Yorker um, called Cat and Mouse. I think that's the that's that's a good um, gateway story uh, into this collection. So maybe you should check it out. Um, it's like a take on Tom and Jerry, uh, but it delves into like the inner thoughts and the inner lives of the cat and the mouse, and it. It is incredible. I don't want to give anything away because you deserve, um, you deserve 
to read this without any spoilers. Um, but it's 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 so it's like it's like dark, but not. And I don't know. It's just just read it. Uh, Dangerous laughter. All the stories are good. So check out that collection, and then thank me later. Okay, now what to binge listen to? Oh wait, wait. Before I do binge listen, I realized I forgot to uh, I forgot to recommend another short story collection that you might love. It's called Pieces of You by uh, Yours Truly, Tableau. Uh, yeah, there uh, a lot of people are like they like the English version. Um, it's not the English version. The English version is the original version. Um, so I wrote that short story collection when I was like 18, 19, uh, to when I was like 20. And, um, it was written originally in English and then I translated to Korean, but the Korean version came out sooner. Um, so check out my short story collection, uh, please. (laughs) Okay. Now what to binge listen to. Uh, since this is a podcast anyways, uh, I, I do realize that many of you only listen to my podcast or like the Dive Studios podcasts. But if you recently got into podcasts, one that you should definitely check out is uh, How I Built This from NPR. Okay, so it's it's like a podcast series where they they sit with like an entrepreneur or somebody that did something groundbreaking. And... Uh, there's a conversation about how they did it, uh, how they built that company or that thing. Um, the ones that I recommend, there's, there's one uh, with the guy who made Atari, which is like a, like a retro, like old school, old school video game console that sto- started like, basically you have Nintendo Switch and PlayStation 4, 5 or whatever because of Atari in a way. Remember that game a long time ago called Pong where like it's like ping pong things just shooting a ball. Okay. If you look at it now, you're like, oh my God, what's that? But at the time it was revolutionary and this guy made it. And he also made Chuck E. Cheese. Strangely enough. Uh, so, and then there's a, there's one with the guys that made uh, Ben and Jerry. Um, just, there's also one with like, I think like Lady Gaga's manager, like former manager, um, just Dippin' Dots, Shopify, Dyson. So it's just interesting. Um, even if you're not like super interested in like, you know, entrepreneurs or like, um, you know, business stuff. Uh, it's just interesting to hear how somebody creates something. Okay. All of it is art in a way. And um, they also all talk about their struggles. And, you know, that's strangely enough, someone talking about their struggles is sometimes like the encouragement that you need to overcome yours. So uh, make sure you check out that. And something else, maybe it's a good time. If you're stuck at home and you have a lot of time on your hands, uh, maybe it's a good time to uh, listen to full albums. Um, so not like a playlist or not like a single, you know, 
not this song and that song, but I mean like an entire album from start to finish. And uh, I mean, there are so many good albums out there in the world like that I, I can recommend like a hundred. But um, since we're talking about like Killing Time, uh, maybe double albums are good to start with. So one double album that I really, really, really like um, that I liked as a kid was uh, Smashing Pumpkins, Melancholy, and The Infinite Sadness. Um, I really was affected heavily by this album um, because not only is it is the music like this entire world of music in, in one album, um, the attention to the lyrics, uh, I think when I was a kid, I, I like I was I fell in love with it because I was like, oh, you like you you can just do poetry through music. Like music is poetry. Um, so Smashing Pumpkins, Melancholy, and the Infinite Sadness is a is an album that if you haven't ever heard it, uh, you definitely should today. Um, and I think I think it did have a little influence on like why Epic High has uh like double CD albums, like double albums. Um, we had two. We had uh, our fourth album, uh, Remapping the Human Soul, was a double double CD, double album. And then we had E, uh, which was our sixth album, and that was also a double album. Um, and, you know, just it'll transport you to a different time, like, or a different world for, for a good, like, hour and a half to two hours. So uh, these are things that maybe you should binge listen to. Uh, And then we interrupt the Tableau podcast for breaking news. Okay, so uh, this is is rather unexpected, but uh, a very close friend of mine that lives in New York, uh, my friend New York Mike, so uh, he's he's in quarantine apparently in New York uh, at the moment uh, because because the doctors told him that uh, they've advised him to be in quarantine uh, at home and uh, I, I don't even know what to think about it because um, this is someone that I actually know right and. Uh, well, anyways, I'm going to give him a call to see what's going on. Uh, okay, hold on. Hello? Yo. Yo, Mike. Yo. Mike. What's up, man? How are you? How, how are you feeling? Uh, I'm all right. I think... Uh, I mean, I woke up mad early today, so I'm just kind of tired. But uh, okay, can you can, that, can yeah. you first explain exactly what happened? Like, so, like in cr- chronological order, like what happened? Okay. Um, first of all, I don't know what kind of background anyone's gonna have before this, but I just want to like, because I know this is a situation, a serious situation. So I don't want anyone to think that like uh, I was ever in any sort of serious state i was never i don't i don't think i was ever in any serious danger like whatever i had was never that bad so okay Okay. my experience with it my experience with it uh woke up you know tickling my throat ignored it 
didn't think it was anything, you know, dry air, winter time, all that shit. And then three days later, in the middle of the afternoon, um, all of a sudden, like, my throat's swelling up. I can't, you know, I can't swallow without pain. So I'm like, oh, shit. You know. And obviously you're, it, obviously you're worried because of, you know, the recent events. Yeah, it's, shit is weird out there. It's like, everything's, you know, everything's super heightened right now. Everyone's mm-hmm. like, you know. So, you know, I want to be a responsible person. And if I am sick, you know, just... I should know and, and do my part to not, you know, to, to contain this. So I go to the doctor. He, he is like, you know, he listens to my lungs and all that. He's like, Oh, you seem fine. You seem fine. No fever. I'm like, okay, thank God. And then he checks my throat and he's like, stops. And he's like, uh, okay. I guess it's like really irritated. And there's like post nasal trip or all this kind of stuff going on in there. And then he's just like, uh, I think, I think it might just be a cold. And I was like, okay, that's fine. I can live with a cold. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, proceeds to like wash the shit out of his hands. Mm-hmm. You know, he was like really cool with me. And then all of a sudden he's like walks over to the sink and he's like furiously scrubbing the shit out of his hands and stuff. And I'm like, all right, but you know, whatever, he's a doctor. He's, you know, he's playing it safe. That's what he's so supposed then, um, to do. Yeah. I was like, okay, cool. And he was prescribed me all this medication. And I was like, all right, I'm probably not going to take it unless things get really bad, but you know what? I'll take it. Cause you know, you got to prep for the worst, right? So I have of this like, stockpile of like medication and shit. And that's been it. I mean, that's really, it's, it's kind of anticlimactic, but I'm like, all right, I might have a mild case of Corona, like super, super mild. Um, or wait, I might just wait. have a cold, by the, the way. Yeah. Why didn't the doctor uh, test you for, for it? Oh yeah. So this is interesting uh, because there's no fucking tests in uh, New York. You can't get that, even if you wanted it. You can't. I, I don't think you can even buy it if you had the money, because like, so, there's so like there's they, none available. They they don't so, have the kit. They don't have the di- diagnostic kit. They don't have enough to go around. You can't just like walk into a doctor's office and be like, "Hey, can I get tested?" Um, I think there's like I don't know. The situation might be different. Like today, this was like a couple days ago. Um, you know, a lot of shit has happened since so, then, like so, on an hourly basis. Okay, let me uh, let me get this straight. So. Yeah. So basically he, and then he told you to quarantine yourself for two weeks. Uh, no. So he thought he's like, Oh, it's just a cold. You should just stay away. Quarantine yourself. Don't go to work. Stay indoors. Just stay, just, uh, lay low until the symptoms go away. Uh And I was like, all right. Okay. I mean, I guess basic medical advice, like just stay away from people while you have symptoms. So, so I was like, all right. So you, yeah, uh-huh. even if I don't have uh, Corona, I'm like, if I do have a cold, then I'm probably in a compromised state. So I'm, maybe I'm more susceptible to it anyway. So uh-huh. it's probably just a good idea all around. Yeah. And, and you know so I mean? basically, if they can't test you, like, there's really no way to know even like whether or not you even have it. Right. Which uh, totally makes people feel really comfortable, you know, not knowing <laughs> That's what's what I'm going saying. on. Yeah, that, that is... Yeah. That is insane that you can't get tested. Like what I read, um, I heard like not only do they not have like the testing kits, um, like the like insurance, like health insurance is like a big issue, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, like it's in, that, it's impossible yeah. to get a test unless you like cough up a ton of money. I mean, either you're gonna pay like what, like three thousand dollars for a kit, which. I think, you know, that was bad press. So they probably like changed the price on that. But mm-hmm. like either you, either you pay a shit ton of money mm-hmm. or, you know, you're lucky enough to have good insurance that'll cover it. But like, good luck getting even 
you know, good luck even getting a kit, you know what I mean? So it's like, I don't know. This this whole situation is, uh, I mean... That's really bad. bad. I th- it's bad. I mean, I mean, I look at Korea and, like, I thought, you know, back when, you know, a month ago, I was like, yo, people in Korea are, like, freaking out. How bad is this? Oh, but... You know, like, my... Yeah. But our... But, uh, um, I mean, our... now I'm, like, seeing the American response and I'm like, oh, shit. We should have learned something from, like, you know, we had, a, we had like, two months to, like, prepare for this. Yeah. And we and... learned nothing. I'm beginning to appreciate now, like, uh, that, that kind of... What I, what I thought of as an overreaction is actually, like, you know, the only, like, appropriate reaction. Oh, my God. That is crazy. situation. So there must be a ton of people like you that are staying home right now without even really knowing if they have it. Yeah, exactly. At the least, you're responsible enough to stay home just in case you have it. But I'm sure there are some people that, you know, because they don't, they aren't sure are walking around and if they do have it, they're sp- like unknowingly spreading it to other people, you know? Yeah. yeah. That, that I mean, is, uh, wow. That sounds insane to me. It also sucks. You know, like there's like people that have to work. They can't afford to like take a day off of work, you know, to yeah. like to, to, to do their part and stay safe. So, yeah. I, I mean, I mean, I hope, Sucks. you know, I, I, you know, ever, ever since I heard the news about you, like I, I've been praying that you don't have it, of course, because I don't want like your, you know, your loved ones to get it. I don't want people around you to get it. I want this to be contained as soon as possible so that, you know, the world can go back to normal. Um, yeah, man. Yeah. Anyways, uh, today's podcast episode, incidentally, has been about like what to do, like if you're home to kill time. Do you have, do you have like, I, because I'm, you're at home now and like, you're going to have to spend some time at home. Like, do you have like a movie recommendation, a book recommendation or any recommendation to like pass the time? Uh, I'm not used to having this much, um, free time. So yeah, I've taken this opportunity to cross, to make some real progress on my watch list. You know, like all those movies that like you feel like you should be watching because like, you know, they're good for you. Like, or like, you know, they won awards or they're like art house flicks and stuff. Uh-huh. Like all those movies that I've been kind of like holding off on because I'd rather watch like, you know, like every single Marvel movie that you haven't seen. Cause you're so the, the, you're the only crazy one out there that has never seen one. I don't know, man. I've been like watching like any, any, you know, like anything from the criterion collection, I think in times like this, it's important to kind of, uh, you know, watch all those like panic outbreak movies, like you know, contagion, like contagion yeah. outbreak. I tried watching the flu. Uh, I didn't get too far with that. Um, what the hell is the know, flu? It, it's that Korean movie on, uh, I know it's on Netflix. Oh, I, know. Like, I haven't seen it. You haven't seen it? Oh yeah. man. It was, uh, it was, it was tough getting to the first five minutes. I mean, no offense to anyone that loves that movie, but, uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but uh, but it, it looks it looks good. And now I'm watching Kingdom. I just started Kingdom. That yeah. Korean. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh. I I I, re- I recommended that on my Instagram actually. Oh, you did? Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, um. So. Yo, I think those movies are great because it kind of gives you a worst case scenario, and then you can kind of you know feel better about the actual situation. 
Well, that is true, and we can learn something from it. Um, I, I, I would recommend that you watch Iron Man 1. <laughs> I think it's about time. Now, since he's dead. What? What? You don't... What? <laughs> you don't... Wait a minute. What? You don't even know? A... Was that a spoiler? What the... F- <laughs> Dude, I'm Iron sorry. Iron Man's dead. <laughs> Wait, are you for real? I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Oh no. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mike. I'm really sorry. Yeah. If you ever get to uh watch a Marvel film, I'm really sorry. Um Jesus. I hope I hope you get better. I'm praying for you and your family. Uh I'm judging from your voice and everything, I'm pretty sure you don't have it, but I'm I'm hoping that uh, America does does well, and I hope the entire world can go back to normal. Awesome. Thanks, man. Back to the Tableau podcast. So I did what to binge watch, what to binge read, and what to binge listen, right? Okay. I just realized, okay, not, this is a humble brag, but I realized that like... Uh, I do all of this, huh? <laughs> like, if you guys want to binge watch, go to uh, the Dive Studios YouTube and just watch all the previous uh, videos that we have up there. Go to the Epic High YouTube and you can watch a bunch of videos there. Um, read, I, I have a book, like I said. I have two books. And what to binge listen to. I mean, you're listening to this podcast right now. And we have a bunch of songs and a bunch of albums. So, yeah, this is a, that was a, yeah. Somehow I brought it all back to me. (laughs) Anyways, uh, maybe these things will help you, like, deal with the amount of time you have on your hands now. Um, But the best thing you can do uh, if you are stuck at home right now is spend quality time with your family. Uh, because, you know, they're, they're, I don't believe in silver linings. Uh, I don't believe that you should try to look for um, whatever, like whatever selfish optimism exists in horrible situations. Uh, but if you're going to, use your time doing anything um, anyways. Maybe use that time to spend more time with your loved ones, I guess. Or if if you haven't been well uh, recently or up to this point, maybe this is a great time to resolve those things and to um, become whole again, I guess. There is a DM that I got that was sort of like along the lines of what I just said. Um, okay. Oh, no, it was on our Discord. Uh, where, where is it? Was it a DM? Okay, someone, someone was having a very difficult time with like family because um, like they felt alienated uh if if you know if you are the person that sent in what i'm talking about right now 
Um, I'm, I'm sorry that I can't find it right now, but, um, and, and so this person was feeling horrible because like, while feeling alienated from their own family, um, they felt guilty for feeling that way. And that, that's something we can all identify with, right? That we can all relate to. Um, but here's the thing. First, th- first, let's get rid of the guilt, okay? A lot of people, when they feel a certain way about their family, they feel guilty because they feel like they shouldn't, that, that you're not allowed to feel that way about your family, right? Because it's family. Um, but but you, you can. Uh, you're allowed to. Uh, you're allowed to feel negative things about your family. You're allowed to feel like you don't belong in your family or that you were born to the wrong family. You're allowed to feel that way. Um, it's not a matter of like guilt. It's not a matter of like right or wrong. Okay. If you feel that way, you feel that way. And in certain situations, I mean, like in certain situations, it, it might even be true. Um, and so let's eliminate the guilt here so that because guilt uh, gets in the way of really dealing with the problem. Um, if you are feeling alienated by your family, um, the only thing you can do is you have two options. Um, you have to either confront it like face to face and really talk about it uh, where you're not just like, you know, beating around a bush, you're, you're like literally looking at each other and talking about what the problem is, or you have to leave, um, temporarily or, or permanently. And, um, the latter, I, I do not want to recommend, but, uh, those are the two options you have. So first eliminate the guilt is, is, is my, uh, advice. Because um, if you feel like you're not supposed to feel a certain way, um, it, it doesn't help with that feeling. It doesn't help solve anything. It just makes you feel like you're breaking a, a rule or a law. Um, so if you're listening right now, I did read your message. Uh, and I, I don't know if I can give like the perfect advice, but don't feel guilty about it. Uh, it's, it, it might not feel like it's the normal way to feel about your family, but a lot of people feel that way. And a lot of families do alienate um, a family member. And it's unfortunate, but it happens. And that's, that's just life. Okay, so today I did recommend a ton of things. And I'm sure that uh, you didn't catch all of them. So maybe we'll make a list. Maybe I'll have Diane uh, or someone, maybe Eddie Nam, like write up a list and post it on our socials. So check our Instagram, check our Twitter um, for that. Is there anything that like I should recommend that I didn't? I don't know. Uh, I did what to watch. I did what to read. I did what to... Oh, oh, okay. This is also a good time to start a hobby. I think hobbies are like 
underrated right now. In 2020, like, or not in 2020, but like in the last decade, I think hobbies are not what they used to be because there's just so much to do. There is so much that, um, that will, you know, suffice. Like, because we have video games and we have like, we have social media and all of this, right? Like, we, we don't really consider these things hobbies. So, like, what I mean, like, is like some classic hobbies, right? Like, like for example, uh, I mentioned Marimo. How does really into Marimo right now? And right in front of me, there's like 12. This is a good hobby. Uh, maybe uh, learn to brew your like own coffee or beer. Clearly, I have no idea what I'm talking about. But um, I don't mean like classic hobbies like collect coins or stamps or whatever. But maybe this is, is a good time to start like a, a hobby like making things like inventing things or like or like uh you know if, if for example you're into fashion maybe like learning how to customize shoes or like making your own dresses um i've been watching a lot of uh like arts and crafts youtube recently because of you know because of how to but um i'm really getting into uh drawing again i don't know if you knew that i was ever into drawing but i i as a kid i was really really into drawing and art and i think i'm getting back into it because like uh how to ask me to draw some stuff like on on like her ipad with the apple pencil and i drew a couple things and it was really fun and i'm i'm thinking to myself why does this feel like work now? Like, why does it feel like, why does this feel so like foreign to me now to be drawing? Like this used to be a hobby. It used to be like a legitimate hobby. And I think it's because like my attention is being monopolized by so many different things. So I, I am going to start drawing more like as an actual hobby. Like I want to be able to say to people, like when they ask me, Hey, Tablo, what's your hobby? Or do you have a hobby? Yeah, I, I like to draw. And they're like, that's not, that's not a hobby. That's like, then what else? Like, it's not my job. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm going to draw more now. So all of you, uh, if you get any time left over from uh, binge watching and binge reading and binge listening to the things that I recommended, uh, maybe binge passion. Maybe binge, uh, like binge your dreams, like binge dream, binge passion, binge dream, binge, you know, binge things that, uh, that, that, that'll, that'll, that'll like, you know, you know what I mean? I don't know. You know what I mean? Like I'm at a loss for words here. Do you guys all know what I'm trying to say? I am just trying to say that if we're going to binge anything, let's binge something that will fatten our souls. Bye-bye, everybody. I hope you have a great week. I hope you are safe. I hope you are healthy. Um, I know it is 
very, very easy to stumble upon something that will scare uh, the shit out of you. Um, I hope that only the right information finds its way to you. And, uh, and I hope that you can be back next week. Bye-bye. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, the trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.